Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network How's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez, and I'm here with Albert Morales, and we are the House of Indie. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez here at the House of Indie podcast, and I am here with Albert Morales. And Albert, please tell everybody who do we have on the line today? We've got the Celestial Chris Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Chris? How are you doing today, man? Not a whole lot. I'm doing good. How about yourself? Oh, dude, I'm chilling like a madman. I was actually, uh, uh, we've had so many, some interviews that were kind of spread out today. So uh, when you text me this this afternoon, I was like nodding off in my in my old man chair. I was like, oh, oh no. we got to go. It's showtime, yeah. baby. It's showtime. And that's literally how it was. I know. I we literally, <laughs> I literally texted you. I said, hey, I'm setting up right now. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's so, man, you know what? Albert knows you a whole lot better than I do. This is the first time that we've actually uh, talked and, and met ourselves. So, hi, how's it going? I'm Joey. But um, <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about about what you do and and what you can bring to the table, man. Um. So, <laughs> what I do is I make a bunch of like small comics. I make like hella mini comics. Uh, I screen print. Uh, Right now, I work for Greyface Records down in Savannah, Georgia. I screen print their T-shirts, but I screen print my own as well. Um, nice. I do resin casting. I make little keycaps for keyboards and All trying right. to work my way up to making action figures at some point. Um, and also, I screen print posters. Nice. Yeah. It's See, like- one of the things, one of the things, Joe. Uh, the, one of the reasons I wanted to have him on the show, Joe, is just because. Uh, um, you know, we're, we call ourselves the House of Indie, and you know the the one of uh one of the things when I met Chris a long time, it's like what, like four or five years now ago? Yeah, like twenty seventeen. Yeah, ish, ish. Yeah. <laughs> so we we met at SoulCon in Ohio, at Columbus, Ohio, and uh, you know he was one of the guys that really impressed me. We shared a table yeah. together, and he's one of the guys that I've kind of held to a standard of being one of the most creative independents that I've seen, um, with his work, uh, the, the way he puts out his, uh, his materials, promotion materials, mm-hmm. his patches, his pins, his, uh, uh, his minis, um, nice. his stickers. Yeah. Cause I think, I don't think you had pins. You had the patches, the stickers and the, and, uh, the minis. Yeah. And, um, I had never seen anybody because I'm so used to doing all these, the bigger shows, you know, like the San Diego comic cons, the Phoenix comic cons that I had never done an indie show before. And SoulCon was really kind of the first one. 
uh, along with CXC. And like I said before, I'll say it again, you were one of the guys that really just impressed the hell out of me. I was like, holy shit, you know, you, you really bring something else to the table. Um, I don't see pros doing it, doing what you do. And, uh, and, and it's, it's impressive. So where do you get most of your creativeness from, man? Um, I guess a lot of it's uh, just going to different shows and seeing what other people are doing. And then you try to like do that thing, but also put a spin on it. And just most of it's just like figuring out a way to do stuff without having to get it professionally manufactured for like t-shirts. You try to like build a t-shirt jig and like print your own t-shirts. Um, I was using like a hot plate, like a, of my parents like griddle to like cure a bunch of like patches <laughs> i was screen printing Shut up! and just That's... like go into like staples and getting mini comics printed there and shit and just binding them in the basement <laughs> nice just trying to do as much as you can on your own yeah man so where are you based out of right now i'm down in savannah georgia savannah georgia right. you have a lot of shows down there um not recently i was gonna go to one in jacksonville florida but it was march 28th and oh, yeah. all this corona stuff started <laughs> happening so that got postponed or else i would yeah yeah so where do you find that uh, um where do you find that there's like a missing gap between some of the creatives that do independent stuff versus pro stuff i mean do you see that there's that there's like some some missing elements in there something that people can improve on and they're in their showcasing uh um you know oh, okay. uh cons or uh, when it comes to uh, actually, yeah, when it comes to cons, because you've hit up both scenes. Yeah. Um. Maybe like merchandise, because it seems like for like the bigger shows, you'll have guys that have like or gals that have like their books and they have their art, like their like their their like pages in with inks, but they don't have like the little stuff, like they don't have like the minis and the merch and stuff like that. Mm. But then some of the little guys don't have the the big books they've got a bunch of minis in the merge so it's like they'll, they'll either have one or the other yeah joe joe's a punk rock uh zine kind of guy man yeah. i mean can you talk, talk to him about some of the zines that, talk to us about some of the zines that you put together um that have been some of your highlights um i've got like basically like a, like a little mini comic zine that expressed like one idea so it's gonna be like eight pages hmm. and it'll be like one that was like about a girl I was dating at the time when I made it. It was like uh, in the news, we saw something about uh, you could buy a town in Italy for like $10 or something like that. So we made a like a little mini comic about the town that we would live in when we bought it. Um, there was one that was just a series of illustrations. It was supposed to originally be a coloring book, but it's about just the city that's just getting bombed heavily like during the day of this parade. And everyone in the city is like a monster. And it was about St. Louis. <laughs> um, uh, there was another one that was just a series of illustrations uh, that were just about things like I was thinking about at the time when I made it. Um, yeah, So, but I've kind of moved from doing those kinds of mini-comics or scenes to trying to like make actual mini-comics that will be like part of a bigger thing. Kind of like, um, which is what I was doing with like Radiation Brain and No Room for Marauder, like those comics. I'd like to continue those. That's awesome. Yeah, because cause back in the day, that's 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 a lot of the stuff that you explained that you do 
back in the day, that's what me and my friends used to do. We were all punk rockers and in the nineties and stuff. And we'd make, make zines and we'd like print them out with our, with our parents' printers and take them, (laughs) take them to staples and get stapled and, and print it out and, and get some, uh, thicker cardstock and stuff like that. And it was fun, man. We just used to do random stuff and random musings and random, uh, poetry and have friends do artwork here and there. So, that's 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 super like punk rock gorilla style. That's that's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, that's, it that's... feels good to like take control of like not necessarily a press, but just become a press, and you can produce these little books. You know, yeah, it's like and just share them with people. Yeah, super cool. I mean, it's got to be a good feeling. Like, uh, like when I saw you and, and sat next to you, you were selling out of a lot of stuff pretty quickly. I mean, is that pretty routine? Pretty pretty uh, for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish you were there at Dink Denver, man. Like, I had the jankiest setup. I forgot my <laughs> tablecloth, but I sold everything I had. Like, it was just like this bare ass table, like to begin with. And then it was a bare ass table because I sold everything. <laughs> I had like a few things left. Um, yeah, we're actually trying to hook up and, and meet. We've been trying to hook up and do a show together again. Um, yeah. We just haven't had the opportunity and i know the last time i talked to you i was just like ah we gotta do something yeah i like i i tried to sign up for like some in like arizona and stuff like that but it's like i'm too broke to fly right now and stuff like that <laughs> you know okay. yeah yeah we were supposed to i, I think the this next trip i was supposed to do i was towards uh out towards your way but it was uh in tennessee okay and uh, up until last week, it was kind of like still up in the air if we were going to do it. And then it turns out, we, you know, we're not going to do it after all. And I'm like, oh, man. So, I yeah. mean, I'd like to visit Georgia. I mean, I think, I think there's some cool stuff out there. For uh, sure. Especially if you make your way down here, there are some spots that are very interesting. Um, as an indie creator, you know, when you – I think I, I hit you up the first year that we met and I said, uh, hey – CXC was a cartoon crossroads at Columbus, Ohio. That was a pretty, that's run by Jeff Smith. And, uh, that was pretty, uh, like high caliber. I was like, dude, are all indie shows like this? Or did I I just reach the top of the mountain for, uh, for indie shows? And you said, you were telling me that this was one of the best, the best ones to do, but there's a couple of other shows that you said were were hot spots for indie creators to, uh, to hit up. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about those spots? Yeah, like down here in Georgia, uh, there's in or Athens, Georgia, uh, there's Fluke uh, that takes place around, and I think it's like, yeah, in March. It's actually March 28th. That one's pretty hot. It's always at the, the 40 watt, and it fills up immediately. Like we tried to register this year, and registration filled up within the first three minutes that it was open. Wow. Um, I think they've got like 60 table spots and it's so hard to get one these days, but that's a rad show to go to. Um, DC zine fest is pretty wicked. Um, what else? Like St. Louis, uh, small press expo is pretty good. Um, I know there's Denver zine fest. It's a pretty good yeah. one. Have you hit up any of the San Fran ones? No, I've, I, I've not been out that far West. What was that one? Uh, was it Dink that you were telling me? The Denver one with uh, where you that ran Lugazama? into uh, Lugazama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also a, ho- a, Jorge, a Jorge Corona. There you go. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, man. So uh, um, what is it you're seeing? Who, who are your influences, man? I'd say Guy Davis that did BPRD. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then James Heron who also did BPRD. Nice. Um, 
uh, Brandon Graham, James Stoko, those people that just like make these gnarly ass stories. Hmm. What and, about uh, what about uh, what was that big guy and uh, and uh, oh man, I have the, I have the book. It's uh, Frank Miller and um, it's about the big robot guy and uh, shit and his little red. Yeah, big guy and Rusty. There, yeah, big guy and Rusty. There you go. I, I watched the cartoon. But I didn't. I never read the comic. Dude, your books actually your stuff actually reminds me of that because you clutter the page like a mother yeah fill that thing up it's i i guess it's like just ocd like i there's like oh there's like a little patch of negative space time to fill it <laughs> um jeff darrow also jeff darrow jeff does darrow that. there you go yeah. Yeah. that guy nice. it's just i guess like Growing up reading like Highlights magazine and these little books where just like every inch is filled with some kind of visual information. It's like I kind of want to emulate that, but that's kind of may not be the best for comics. Yeah. And yeah. Well, it's it's funny, um, Joe. I don't know if you've uh, if you've studied any of his work, if you've gotten to take a look at any of his work, but he he's not a digital cowboy. Yeah. You do stuff the more <laughs> traditional way. Yeah, it sucks sitting in front of a computer, man. I can't do yeah. it. I played World of Warcraft like 12 hours a day for like six years. <laughs> Jesus, man. I can't. I don't have the patience for that kind of stuff. How fast are you on a page, man? Um, I can do a page in a day, like from like pencils to color. So uh, I'm, I'm looking at the stuff, right? And I'm looking at radiation, man. Uh, I'm sorry, radiation brain. And uh, um, there's this one with this... Uh, this bug and this guy's crawling, Hey, my bike, you know, and, and, uh, the guy's wearing a luchador mask. Are you making fun of me with the luchador no. mask? I just gotta... <laughs> <laughs> Trying to rip off somebody's bike and, and Jesus, yeah. it's just too, too similar, man. I'm, I don't know. No, it's all, it's all it's about radiation brain though, for real. So, um, that story is about like that, that grasshopper kid and his friend, Brian, like the shark man, they, um, they're basically like they're living in a small town and they want to just be known for something more than just being nerds in the small town. And at some point, uh, Brian gets a harpoon gun and he wants to be known as a person with a harpoon gun. But Brian, our uh, raffle is the grasshopper kid. He, he was known for being really good at a game called radiation brain, but the game got taken out of their town because it was causing people seizures. So his thing is gone now. And he's trying to find a new thing and he ends up joining this cult and the cult is like secretly like kind of like pulling the strings in this town and he kind of like moves up the ranks and <laughs> at some point like he finds himself like in a battle against brian because brian works at the city dump and the cult is trying to get a garbage truck to to cease from the city dump so they're trying to like put the the people of the dump under duress and like bully them and like threaten them and stuff like that to get them back to work sorry is, is, is that book still in print i mean i've got the uh, like all the 30th first pages of it up on my website and i'm trying to that's actually the pitch i'm working on right now i'm like 15 pages into like the new stuff it's weird because um at the time i was working like 100 percent with micron and copic marker but uh-huh. since then I've switched to like a dip pen and using acrylic paint to color the pages. So I, I kind of have to like start these books over from scratch with this new style. Cause that's how I would be working from here on out. 
unless they come up with some kind of like laser etching machine, which I doubt, but um, yeah, so I'm going to start over, or I've already started over Radiation Brain. I plan to start No Room for Marauder over in the same fashion. I've got a buddy of mine uh, that's here in Phoenix and he originally did his, his stuff in, uh, you know, pen and ink and he did it. Um, you know, I think some of the colors the same way, you know, by hand. And what he ended up doing was, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm going to redo my book and I'm going to be doing it, uh, digitally. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's cool. And he's just been burning through those pages, like with the quickness and I'm like, God, man, I go, how does it feel to go from one, one spectrum to, to go into being a digital cowboy now? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, Oh dude, it's fucking great. You know, I get the circles down and, you know, I get the lines. I can, you know, you can make a mistake. I was like, yeah, but I mean, where's the, where's the texture, buddy? Where's the flavor? I mean, come yeah. on. It's uh, weird. Like, like the friction is what helps me draw, like feeling the, mm. the difference in friction, like, I could really feel it with Micron, but it, it's hard to, when you erase Micron, like all those lines are gone. So yeah. it's a bummer. Do you, uh, do you erase your lines when you're, when you're sketching out or do you keep them on there? Um, I keep them on there. I, like with the dip pen and that, that ink, I'm not sure what I use anymore because it's mixed with so many things, but like you can erase that stuff without interfering with the ink whatsoever, which is really nice. But a rough sketch, like if you're at a con, you leave the lines in, or do you erase it? I would probably erase those lines. Yeah, see, I, I keep mine in just because I, I I like the flavor of it. I like to see the, the rawness, and yeah. uh, it, it kind of just helps tell a story. Um, Are you using pencil or blue line or blue pencil? Uh, you know what? I use a red lead. I use oh, wow. red lead. Yeah, so it's um, it's just, a, I guess, like an old animator's thing kind of, I guess, and uh, – uh, but I, occasionally I'll use a blue pencil or I'll use a number two. It's basically whatever I can get in my hands. But uh, a buddy of mine saw me using some uh, red, uh, uh, saw a lot of my paintings. And he's like, you like using red? I'm like, yeah. So he goes, try this red lead. So he gave me some. I liked it. And my wife ended up buying me like stockpiles of it. So it kind of just stuck with me. So it's the blood, it man. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. I used to use the um, Verithin non-photo blue. I have a small of those that I kind of ditched for um, for uh, 2H lead. Yeah. And yeah. mechanical pencil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got some uh, mechanical pencils here. And uh, so this is actually a question pertaining to those pencils. So when you're drawing your robots and stuff like that, does it really matter? Do you even think about like what kind of leads you're going to use or what kind of pencil you're going to use or not? Because I know when I'm doing mine, like – I like, uh, like, oh, you know, I'm going to draw, I want to draw something mean. I want to draw something heavy metal, something heavy. So I'll, I'll switch it up to doing a, a nine lead or like a seven, um, you know, and if it's something finer or smaller, then I got to go down to like a five or a three. Yeah. But, uh, do you, do you look at that kind of stuff or you just go to town? I, I usually use what feels good. There's a kid behind you. <laughs> I use what feels good. And it's usually like the, the, um, like the, I think it's like five millimeter, uh 2h lead um just because i can feel the friction very well and i like that and it's not like i feel like with like softer lead it feels like you're just sliding around on bristol and i don't like that yeah yeah do you do a lot of sketch covers uh commissions or do you uh do you just uh stick to stick to doing your books 
Uh, I stick to doing my books. Actually, at CXC, like I got my first commission there. This guy wanted me to draw uh, Captain America, which was like, oh, uh, <laughs> I'm out of my death, but I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that kind of typical for you to be, uh, um, you know, just not used to drawing the, the typical uh, superhero stuff? Well, I guess like I that was like the first like like proper comic convention I went to because other than that it was just Zine Fest and no one's gonna really mm-hmm. ask you to draw a superhero at a Zine Fest. So Joe's got some insight on some zines, man. You you, uh, you like the Zine Fest, Joe, or are you just uh? So so I've never I've never really been to to a Zine Fest, so I think it would be really cool to kind of go check it out and see what that's about. Because man, I, I, like like I said back in the day, in the '90s when I was a punk rocker, dude, that's what we used to do, and and I've been actually kind of wanting to dip back into it a little bit and see and and uh, uh, get into it myself, um, and uh, and things like that. But but um, I I do want to know something. Um, I would so so what is your creative process? This is a question we ask all of our all of our creators on the show. And and, and we've we've gotten a variety of different answers from it, but but because uh, it, you have uh uh you you do zines and mini comics and stuff like that and you even do dabble in some resin and stuff. I want to know what what your what your creative process is. Let's say like zines and then and then move on from there. Okay. Usually it's just um a lot of ideas start with accumulating images. Like I'll go to like Pinterest or just troll the internet and mm. lurk and stuff like that and find like images I like for whatever reason and just save yeah. them and then try to like connect the dots and like yeah. try to like figure, figure out like how these images work together and then generate ideas from there. Mm-hmm. So I guess like at some point down the road, I'm going to make a cyberpunk comic and that started yeah. only because I started saving all these like, like machine images Mm -hmm. and it's like looking at all these images you're just like how can i make a story out of this like Mm -hmm. to support gathering all these images um and then from there i'll just like start writing something like maybe just like uh, a page of beats like Mm -hmm. beat by beat um and then just think of an ending and then try to write the in between which is the hard part yeah yeah, I, I find like when when I used to do that, too, I, that's kind of the same process that I did. It was I was like, I would just troll like the internet and just find these these random crazy uh, photos and things with that. Usually, it was usually for like the backgrounds of of things that I wanted to like paste onto things. Like I, if I had a friend who did a, like a poetry thing or something, I would like type that out in some crazy cool font and then cut it out and then. Uh, and then paste it on a really cool background that kind of maybe maybe pertain to the the story a little bit, or or like if they did like a, like something with like guns in it or something. I have tons of crazy different guns in the background, and and then put them all together, make it like a collage, and then that would be my background. So I kind of get with that with that that process. So so how'd you get into these? You said you made you make like uh, keyboard caps, man. How like out of resin like i would have never thought of anything like like how'd you how'd you even think about creating something like that well um i was playing this game and the game only uses the arrow keys so i tried to like search the internet for just something with four keys on it like a keyboard with four keys because i knew about like arduino programming and arduino boards so i was trying to find like the easiest way to make this and then i saw um it was like a basically like a standalone like number pad that had like all these like artisan keycaps of like different things like Pokemon, 
like little robot yeah. faces and stuff like that. And I was like, whatever that is, I want to get into that and figure out how to make it. So I just started, I got on like Reddit and just searched the internet for instructional tutorials on how to start doing it. And then like just started sculpting little keycaps and like started slowly accumulating things to do it better. That's, that's crazy, man, because I, that's, that's such a small little intricate thing. Like I wouldn't even think about how, how you would go about doing that. Yeah. Just like. (laughs) Just like, I guess, strain your eyes and look at some little thing. <laughs> um, you be like those Chinese guys that write on rice. Oh man, yeah, pretty I've, much. I've been to the I've been to the Renaissance Fair, and we've we've gotten some of those things where you're like, I mean, how did you do? How do you do that? And you see them, just I can't I can't do that, man. That would hurt my eyes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of envious. You you just came out with the. Uh, I got to ask you because this was a really quick turnaround. You had this drawing that you did of this robot pit fighter. Yeah. And, uh, so I see the, I see the drawing. I saw the, the pen and ink. And then all of a sudden here's the shirt. Tell me that wasn't over like a, a two, three day process of just like coming out with stuff. Tell me you had at least some of that plan at least weeks ahead of time. Um, Honestly, I gotta say no. So, cause like I've been doing this like 30 day challenge thing where you just draw like a, you draw a different thing every day and I've been drawing like these little robots and I really liked the pit fighter robot yeah. because mm. he's like doing like the, yeah. the crank middle finger. And that was the only one that had character. So I wanted to do like a bigger illustration, but also <laughs> um, my friend, Jeff Anderson back in Springfield, Missouri, he had this jam room called the pit fighter and we would just go there and just jam. And I always wanted to make like some kind of like pit fighter related illustration. And it was just, just me and the little robot. Um, yeah. But, and then I, I enjoyed that drawing so much that I wanted to, mm. to print um, the t-shirt on it as soon or the t-shirt of the illustration as soon as possible. So yeah. I just got it done as fast as I could. Jesus, cool. man. How many, uh, how many orders have you had for those? Um, I think like six or wow, seven. Typ- What's the what? typical pricing? Um, I typically I charge like 15, but I did four colors on that once to 17. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, so where you- can we get, where can we order some of those from you? <laughs> um, it's like worser beings at store com. Cool. Uh, yeah. We'll have to see here. We'll have yep. to throw that in the show notes, man. Everybody, gra- everybody grab a pencil right now. <laughs> right now. Stop what you're doing. Grab a pen, pencil. Worcester Beings what? Worcesterbeings.storeenvy.com. .storeenvy.com. So yeah. he's got a lot of stuff on there right now, and you guys should actually go check that stuff out. Yeah. Um, so do you do you uh do you feel that doing this 30 day challenge do you feel like it uh it has helped you kind of uh with the, with the creative process and helped you open up your mind a little bit where you can uh, come up with uh, uh, more things than you would if you just sitting stagnant and hanging out and just uh, doing a couple things, planning some things out. Because uh, I, because I know a couple of friends who do this kind of thing where um, they kind of collaborate. The guy, a uh, buddy of mine, he, he makes music and he makes beats, and and he collaborates with another friend who who does uh, like a thirty day challenge of this uh, of like um, uh, uh, some kind of like artwork and they kind of bounce off each other he 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 like looks at his artwork and then he makes beats that kind of are inspired from his artwork so and 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 i think 
them working together, and I think it's a great collaboration because the artwork's amazing. And then to hear what he comes up with as he's just, just kind of inundating himself with this guy's artwork every one one uh, one beat per day, one artwork piece of artwork per day, and I think that's kind of amazing. So, do you feel that kind of creative process helps you as well? Yeah, like I'm I'm not really collaborating with anyone, but like it's like it's nice. I'm doing it like doing this. Uh, uh challenge like as minimal minimally as possible like i'm drawing these little tiny robots but it's been great because it's mm-hmm. like i gotta do it every day and it's like that's kind of just my time to mm-hmm. work on it like despite everything else that's going on i'm going to take out time to work on this little drawing and then it's doing that has made me like want to draw more like knowing mm-hmm. like how fast i can like shoot these little things out yeah. it's like if i can do this in like 10 minutes i can like start outlining a page like so um yeah it's like it becomes like a challenge of like how much can i get done in a day if i can just do that this fast like i'm a big fan of some of your uh uh, your print work man you you came out with some like i'm looking at one right now that you did in red you did in black it's uh that it's on your instagram types uh gunshots make for good registration marks uh (laughs) (laughs) the the scuzz um so talk to us about your process for that man do you do, do you do the uh how do you make your your i guess your your prints i mean are you doing it on aluminum is it woodcut what is, what is it um those are screen prints also okay um that image uh was a bunch of like uh like photographs that i chopped up in photoshop and made like a composite image of like different parts of that and uh and just half tone the entire thing and just printed it with, I think like three colors. It could have been two or three. Is that a, uh, is that a hard process to do? No, not, not at all. Um, Are you just saying that cause you're used to it? Is that what it is? Mr. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, Everybody's going to go out and try right now. They're going to be like, fuck him. Fuck him. It's hard as hell. <laughs> I mean, like, the toughest part is trying to get your registration, uh, your, uh, sorry, exposure time correct. Yeah. So, but that's just trial and error. I, I'm not going to lie, dude. I actually went to the uh, to the art store and I, I was trying to describe your process. I was trying to tell my buddies, I was like, listen, my buddy says he's screen printing these. Uh, I don't get the process. I don't understand it. Um, What is he doing? So they were trying to literally figure it out with me. They're like, well, here's the screens for the screen printing. So if he's probably, he's probably doing this. And they showed me this huge flash bulb kind of uh, thing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what the hell that is, dude. And there's like, this is more than likely what he's doing, man. So uh, yeah, it takes some time, some exposure, you know, the negative and this and that. I'm like, I don't know, man. It sounds like a lot of frigging work. And they're like, uh, well, yeah, it takes time and patience. I'm like, yeah, where do I buy those at? Which aisle is that? So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, my hat's off to you, dude, because that, that stuff's really dope. Um, you did that one comic uh, that was like an ongoing strip, and it was like an oblong paper. Oh, yeah. Um, what was the name of that book? It's, like, it's not my fault if you get hit. <laughs> yes, yes. Joe, he had this. Imagine a, a very what size was that? It's like had to be like three inches by, like twenty four or something like that. Whoa, or like yeah. Maybe 
And it was like <laughs> one continuous fight scene with a bunch of characters in there. And then you flip it around and then it continues the whole big fight scene. It's like <laughs> one awesome. of my favorite things. And I liked it so much that you ever have one of those things that you, doesn't matter what it is. It's your favorite. You, you can't, uh, you, you always want to have it next to you, but it's always the thing that ends up missing. <laughs> That's that strip. I can't find it for the life of me. So uh, if you reproduce that for any particular reason and in, uh, in any other paper, let me know immediately. Right. So, yeah. That's a, that's a good one. It's a good selling one. I, I, I think when I got it, I think I was literally, no, it was gnawing at me the whole show. And I was like, I gotta have that thing. I gotta have it. And I think I grabbed the last one as a matter of fact. So, right. um, so yeah, I would, uh, your patches, do they sell pretty well? Um, you usually do a variety pack of uh, patches and stickers, right? Yeah, patches and stickers. Um, I sell the most patches at shows because it's, it's hard to pass up on like a random patch at a show. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're actually working on some uh, House of Indie patches right now. I actually got a call in between interviews today and asking if I wanted to have some buttons done for House of India. I hadn't even talked to Joe yet. And I was like, I know uh, man, what? you're holding what? out bro. buttons. Yeah. Go ahead and make some. They're like, okay, no problem. So I got it. He's holding uh, out, man. So, holding out, man. Uh, we're just, you know, we, we get these random calls every now and then, you know, asking yeah. us uh, if we're interested in stuff and you got to make sure that the, the, it's the right fit with the right people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I know that same, you know, that's kind of weird though, that you say that Albert, because during our, during the break, I had a couple of people hit me up for, to do some interviews for next week too. So <laughs> it goes both ways, man. <laughs> yep, see, but see. that's how it is though, man, when you got the creative process going and you, and you're actually doing something that you, you like and that other people are like, and people are consuming it, they want more. Right. So, so you, you got to keep it going. You got to keep your brain moving it and, uh, and, figure out new ways to to do something that's why i love that you do all these different things because when when albert was showing me to this he, he was he sh- he's, he's like check this guy out research his stuff and i was like hey he's kind of all over the place and then i started kind of looking at it more i was like well this is kind of dope though because this is how i was back in the day like i had my hands in in a couple of different bowls man and i was like i was doing a little bit of this a little bit of that doing some pins here doing some patches here doing some uh zines there and and it's all creativity, man. It all just keeps it keeps the flow going, man. So I admire you for that. That's pretty awesome. So I I um I wanted to ask you, um, what do you feel in your career so far is your favorite piece of work? Um, I would have to say, um, uh, I made a this poster of these witches. It's like these three screaming witches. I love that poster. Um, I can. It's. Oh, he's got one. it. He's got it right there. Oh man, those colors are dope. Yeah. Wow, purple and uh, yellows. That's dope, dude. That's yeah. way dope. Um, I have to say that's my favorite poster so far. Um, other than that, I would have to say just that one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I like the the robot shirt that I printed last night. That's cool too, but it, it's really not like a poster though. Um, yeah, nice, dope. You've got a you've got another image on here that's really attractive that I, that kind of caught my eye. It's a uh, uh, floating head number one, I believe. 
Oh yeah. Um, it's a, so it's a ice cream break. <laughs> the ice cream break. So that's what it says in the tagline: ice cream break. So I'm like, oh, okay, I must have had an ice cream break. That's what it says in the tagline: <laughs> says worship beings, ice cream break. But it's it's floating head number one is the drawing. Oh okay. On there. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Maybe. Okay. That's just a random comment on that. Yeah. Yeah, just random, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was for the Floating Head anthology that uh, Matt Bryan and shit. No, I forgot to tell you guys that. Oh man, <laughs> that's uh, that's Mike McCovens. Mike McCovens. That, that was their small <laughs> press. So they made this little anthology of all these like different sci-fi stories. And they bound it together. And all these pages were like different sizes. It was really cool. That's but that was the second issue. But I, I was so delirious that I didn't even think about what issue that cover was being drawn for. So I just wrote number one. <laughs> <laughs> That's so in the process of doing all these shows, man, I mean, uh, are there any shows in particular that you want to do that you haven't done yet? Short Run Seattle. Okay. That's on the other side of the world for me. And I was going to do it once, but I moved to Georgia instead of Washington. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you follow a girl? Was that what, was that what it was? No. <laughs> no, I followed my heart. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was totally, uh, it was totally a girl. That, <laughs> oh, God. No. Uh, but that show in, like, Portland Zine Symposium, that would be a good one to go to as well. In the likelihood, we do do a show. Which do you think is going to be the one that's uh, that's, that's going to bring us all together once again, man? Is it going to be SoulCon again, or is it going to be uh, um, uh, um, you know a different show? What do you think? I think Dink Denver 2021. You, me, Fania, Rodrigo, and John Leguizamo share a table. <laughs> there you go. We can do that. We can make that happen. At least four out of the five, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Your style has always intrigued me, dude. Like I said, it's it's all over the place, or like Joe said, it's all over the place, but you've got some images that really draw you in. Um, like, where do you attribute your style to? Like, uh, you know, sci-fi movies, uh, horror flicks? Uh, um, yeah, like, both? you nailed it. Like, um, I would say, like, the early 90s, like, bad, like, horror movies, like... Mm. Uh, graveyard shift like a stephen king movie um <laughs> from beyond uh yeah. uh what's the guy uh it was dark man just like yeah, these weird I, like yeah. off the wall like you always yeah. see them on vhs like yeah. shitty movies yeah i mean dark man was good dark man was <laughs> yeah, my dark favorite was good i'm not not throwing shade <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a solid film Dark Man, Dark Man was my favorite growing up as a kid, man. We watched it almost every weekend. It was dope. Yeah. Yeah, like, do you remember when, like, TNT and, like, Sci-Fi Channel and USA was a thing? And they would play the yeah. same movies over and over yeah. again. Yeah. And it they was, would... like, those kinds of movies. Yep. Yep. Were, were you an alienation kid? No, I didn't watch that. No? I, yeah. I saw, like, maybe an episode. I could always remember my, my grandparents watching it while I'd be sitting on the floor, like, playing cards or something like that. And, and uh I would catch an episode here and there and I'm like, Oh, alien nations on. Okay. And I would never really watch it, but I would just remember their heads, you know, and just the, the way they looked and that, um, and it, it was one of those sci-fi ones that kind of interests me that I never really, really actually watched, but it was, mm-hmm. it was just interesting. Was it like a show about like aliens were just like, 
on oh. Earth now, and they look like people, but they just had like weird heads. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it followed like like yeah, it followed two in particular guys. That one was a cop. They were both cops. Yeah, and it was kind of like it was kind of like that, and and uh, followed dude, them. So it was it was an interesting show. It was good. Dude, I, would I remember that it being more like MIB of the night. Like, 90s or something or 80s. Oh, God. Yeah, I remember this now. Dude, like their heads look like uh they had sugar like spots. Snacks. Yeah, they had <laughs> they had spots on their heads and yeah, yeah, man. I remember that. That was dude, that was a good one, man. That's some cheese right there. <laughs> oh my god. Dude. That was a good cheese sandwich, man. For real. <laughs> What's up with the nightmares forever, dude? Went down to the bottom once, nightmares forever. Um I guess it was just like a Lovecraft thing, like Elder Tor. Mm. Guyver saw Elder Tor. It was funny. Um, at Dink Denver, some guy, like this guy, was like blazed out of his mind. He's like, he was pointing <laughs> at the poster. He's like, right. <laughs> that's awesome. Was there a lot? Of, so, uh, being that it was in Denver, and that's a pretty free spirit. Uh, is that a, is that pretty common at that show? Everybody kind of just like blazed out, or. There was just that one guy. I mean, like, if they were, you wouldn't notice. No. So. There you go. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. What What do you see the next project of yours being? Is it uh, going to be a, another new shirt? I mean, obviously, you're going to be doing the daily the daily challenge. But um, what, what else do you got going on? I really want to do um, – I want to screen print uh, three or four different 16-page short stories and, and like, bind them into one book mm. like that's really what i want to attack and like that pit fighter character like that from that t-shirt i want to make a little mini comic about that character and, and that would be one of the stories like him battling all these other robots nice that's awesome so you yeah. mentioned earlier you've got uh, we've got some common friends uh with fetty uh are you uh what, what do you get what's the plan on that what are you working on with him um we're working on another um children's book kind of like uh chupacabra charlie it's okay. in the same vein. It's um, a little beastie girl that they go like they go fuck up ice, basically, <laughs> like, <laughs> which is rad. And then there's like a, a were jaguar too. Well, all right. Sorry, I'm. You good? I'm sorry. We we apologize for this interruption. I have my two daughters now asking me on the show. Joe, you can go ahead and include this in the show because I think it makes for interesting conversation. My two daughters are asking me, "Have I ever been to jail?" Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Oh, prison. Excuse me. Prison no, for non-violence offenses. Uh, no, I've never been to prison. Uh, uh, yes, I have been to jail. Um, That's hilarious. This is the, this is the independent thing of uh, you know trying to trying to be independent to get their scholarships. Look, she's all um, trying to get into the shot too. She's like, yeah, if I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna get in it. Yeah, for real. So. Um, <laughs> So anyhow, yeah, but uh, jail, yes. <laughs> Fortunately, ladies and gentlemen, I do apologize for that. They were <laughs> all, good, all yeah. misdemeanors. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, violently crazy I am. Maybe we can make a zine about it. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, back to the interview, though. Seriously, um, but no, um, so the clay that you use, is you're using that monster clay for your um, – for your, uh, uh, your little things for the the caps yeah like either monster clay or the the most firm sculpey okay which is which is better used it depends like it um 
the monster clay is good for like um like it's softer so it's nice to like mold it around when it's warm but like sometimes you want to like really get your hands on the thing you're trying to sculpt so the with the sculpey you can bake it and it it hardens it so you can just like throw it around if you want to so yeah but the like the monster clay is like kind of like a wax and i don't know what the what to compare the sculpey to it's just it's like a like dried up clay it feels like <laughs> okay um so you think the super clay might be a better way to go yeah 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 it's not uh, uh, it's not something i've dabbled with but it's something i've been interested in dabbling with and i just can't uh it's, it's as a creative you know joe you know this too you you've mm. got so many ideas that you want to do and it's hard to get yeah. them all out and again it's kind of basically one of those things where you got to kind of narrow what can you do right now and what can't you do yeah and um that's one of those things for me that i've, I've just man i wish i could sit down and, and have the time to sculpt something i just can't can't do it i feel you yeah but um uh, let me see here. So what are the chances uh, of us seeing some more uh, t-shirt lines coming out from you? Cause I, I'm looking at, I'm seeing more robots that are look really fucking killer on these, on these shirts. I think they're, they're money. Like it's money for you, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would do another robot. Maybe I would do something different. Well, um, uh, I told you about the podcast uh, my friend uh, different Rodrigo and I are making. We're going to do a t-shirt design for that and it's called the Nerd Slayer podcast. So it's going to say like nice. Nerd Slayer and it's going to have like a little dude riding a lizard with a sword in the air. Yes. Nice. And I'm going to pencil it and he's going to ink it. That's nice. dope. What's the what's the podcast going to be about? Um, our, our podcast is going to be about um, just like I guess like interviewing people on like how to stay inspired and motivated while working on stuff like what it. their strategies are for like avoiding like burnouts and shit like that that's awesome i don't think that's mine's awesome. pg really <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, um, <laughs> thank you uh, that's awesome. uh so there's an image that i'm looking at the robot that i was referring to is a, it's on a black fabric it does a exterminate on there and yeah two, <laughs> two horns that come out and i was like man that's a badass robot dude i'm not I can't, I can honestly say I'm not as creative with the robots as you are. I think, uh, when I look at your stuff, it reminds me of these, reminds me of a toy, dude, like an action figure, like that, uh, that I'd want to play with, you know, like the battle bots or a lot of battle beasts, uh, kind of toys. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to see you kind of make some of those eventually and kind of really get into that. Yeah, um, I'd like to, but like you said, it's just like, it's time, it's like a different, different kind of time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, apparently you still have the, uh, and I'm going to roll back on this because I definitely want to get another one of these. Uh, it's not my fault if you get hit. I mean, it kind of, sp- it's the title speaks to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are the chances we, we're going to see that again? Because I'm looking at them again here. I see the, wait a minute. Oh, I got to, for all of our fans out there, do you do commissions? <laughs> oh, I mean, I would. <laughs> Okay, so where do we contact you for commission work? Um, just slide my DMs <laughs> on Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> slide in the DMs. Okay, so you can find him at Worser Beings on Instagram. 
um, check out his work. It's super awesome. Uh, hit him up for as many, as many, um, commissions as you can folks. I, I think, uh, if you can get a piece from him, you're really going to be happy with it. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's style. It's stylized, which, yeah, you know, in this day and age, not everybody can be Jim Lee. And after a while, even Jim Lee gets boring. Um, <laughs> I said it. What? Oh, um, <laughs> so, so um, but yeah, no, the stylized work is what, you know, kind of speaks to me personally. Um, do you actually still own the original artwork for it? It's not my fault if you get hit. I do. Not anymore. Joe, you got something. You got something you want to ask, uh, uh, Mr. Escobar. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> keep scrolling off. Me. No, man. Um, I think I. I think I got everything. I just, just where can we find you on? On you, you. We said your Instagram. Is there anywhere else anybody can find you? Um, uh, it's Worcester Beings on Twitter. Also, um, I think I said it's. A, I don't really use Facebook or anything. Um. Yeah, just worser beings across the board. Cool. Awesome, man. Yeah. One last question before we leave. Um, where did the term worser beings come from? We gotta, so, I got to know. Um, back in 2015, when I first started like doing like zine fest and stuff like that, I met this dude off Craigslist, to, and I was going to make a comic with them, and they were just like giant nerds. One of them said like worser monsters, and I thought that was hilarious. And they they didn't think it was that funny, but I thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> so I, I just used that. That's awesome. All right, brother. <laughs> I want to thank you for coming on the show, Joe. Uh, thanks for having him on the show as well. You know, I think uh, yeah. I think creatively, a lot of people are going to be inspired uh, after seeing some of your work and seeing some of the techniques that you do. Um, again, it's not something you see at a lot of shows, and I think that's what makes you different. I think that's what, yeah. why you consistently sell out, because you have a different product uh, and a different viewpoint, uh, artistic-wise and, and storytelling-wise, than a lot of uh, a lot of other indies and a lot of other pros. You know, uh, I, I think you get the, the upper hand on them, and I've always said it ever since I met you, and uh, you, you're the standard for me as far as an indie goes. Um, so again thanks for being on the show man thank you yeah yeah definitely yeah hey thanks again for hanging out with us here on the house of indy i'm joey galvez and albert morales